1: How frustrating is it when you feel a certain way and you try to explain it to your spouse, but he or she just doesn't get it? Or maybe you need to talk to them about the fact that what they're doing is causing more harm than good, but they refuse to hear that as well. Maybe there's something that you think you just must discuss with each other, but your spouse doesn't even want to do that. Well, how do you get your spouse to understand you? We'll be talking about that in this episode of Relationship Radio.
2: This is Relationship Radio, an extension of Marriage Helper International, hosted by renowned marriage and relationship expert Dr. Joe Beam and CEO of Marriage Helper, Kimberly Beam Holmes. We answer your questions directly with research-based principles that you can implement immediately. Regardless of the situation, what we teach will not only make your relationships better, but will also help you to become the best version of yourself along the way. Turn up the volume and prepare to take notes as we begin this week's episode of Relationship Radio.
1: Yes, it's so terribly frustrating when you want your spouse to understand you, but no matter what you do, how you do it, what you say, at least... You think that no matter what you do and how you say it, the other person just doesn't care or doesn't understand. Hi, I'm Dr. Joe Bean with Image International. People call us Marriage Helper. I'm here with Kimberly Holmes, our CEO, who is working on her PhD in psychology. So we might be talking about some psychology here. So, Kimberly, if I'm frustrated because my wife or my husband, as the case may be, is not understanding me, Should I just let them have beat them up until they do? I don't mean beat them up up physically, but should I just keep attacking until finally they hear me? Is that the best course of action here?
3: Absolutely. No, that is the worst (laughs) thing that you can do. Do not do it. No, but that's what we do. Mm -hmm. Typically, that is what happens when someone we feel like someone doesn't understand us. We just keep harping on it, trying to say it, maybe say it a different ways, but typically just say it louder, angrier, more Mm -hmm. frustrated, because we believe that's what will get through to them. But in fact, it only pushes them further away and shuts them down even more.
1: Because of the fact that they feel attacked. Right. Like, there's not really communication going on here. It's the fact that you want to tell me how bad I am. Mm -hmm. And most people... Get defensive when that's happening. Mm-hmm. So if that is not the way to do it, and by the way, be assured, it's not the way to do it. Look back through history. Even look at politicians and look at different movements that have occurred. How many times do you get somebody to understand you by yelling at them about how bad they are? <laughs> it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. If you're going to communicate, you can't start there because of the fact that they just become defensive. So what should they do instead?
3: hmm the best thing to do is really approach this as in a way of having a conversation. So, let's have an let's have an example of something we can work with. What is an example of a situation someone might want to approach their spouse with?
1: All right, let's make it a husband who feels that his wife doesn't want to make love to him and okay. he feels frustrated because of the lack of sex.
3: Okay. All right, great. So, the best thing that could happen is that he approaches his wife with questions. And questions that really are asking what is, hey, you know i I like when we make love, I like having sex with you. What do you feel about it? How do you feel about it? What is it that you get what get what enjoyment do you have from it? What do you wish would be different? So really approaching her in a curious way of trying to understand where she's coming from because he's probably in his head already written a narrative of what he thinks she believes or wants. Uh And unless he can reset that, he's only going to come at her with his own bias of what he thinks she's feeling.
1: And so, therefore, if he's going to be asking those questions, he has to be very careful Mm. not to say it in a tone of voice or with body language that seems to imply he already knows the answer. It's like, oh, what don't you like about it? Mm Mm-hmm because of the fact that that feels like an attack and he's not going to be, she's not going to be open. She's going to defend herself. When you say it has to be curiosity, it has to actually be demonstrated as true curiosity. In other words, I really want to know what Mm -hmm. you think. I really want to know what you feel. Now, if you ask a question with that kind of mindset, Mm -hmm. then you have to understand that whatever answer you get, you should not debate. Right. Why?
3: Well, so First of all, because you're just gathering information right now. But if you attack their true response, then they will not be honest with you again. And mm-hmm. I say that's a pretty strong term. I can't say 100% all the time that's going to happen. But 99% of the time from the future. It
1: certainly deter, deters honesty. It, deter,
3: it deters honesty. and mm-hmm. And if you go into this conversation with first wanting to understand them, then you want to be able to gain this information from them because it's only going to help you understand how to make it better overall. So part of this also goes into if the man is going to approach his wife, what is his end goal? His end goal hopefully is to be able to have better sex with his wife more frequently. Mm -hmm. Let's just say that that's it. Mm -hmm. Okay. Then the best way he can do that is trying to understand what does she like? What does she not like? How can I include this in what my ultimate end goal is, but include her in the conversation instead of just trying to guilt her or shame her or berate her into what I want her to want her to do.
1: make sure that you have the right setting. Mm -hmm. (laughs) This shouldn't be a conversation of the kind of we're talking about right now where the kids watching TV in the room or the TV even on for that matter. It should be a setting where that you feel comfortable. You feel relaxed Mm -hmm. with each other and you can assure your spouse. And by the way, you have to live up to this assurance. Mm -hmm. I assure you, I'm not going to react negatively to anything you say. I really, truly want to understand you. Now you must live up to that because if you react negatively, it's not going to work well. Now, another thing you need to understand is you're not going to like all the answers Mm -hmm. because the other person doesn't always think, feel, act, or believe in the way that you do. And so you might be saying, but what if I hear that she just doesn't like me? Well, you're still better off to know that than to have the frustration you're carrying now, because if you know that, that she's unhappy with you, now you begin to find a path forward where you can fix the problem. Mm -hmm. So rather than being fearful of what response you might get, Mm -hmm. understand that even if you heard something terrible, like, I don't want to make love to you because I Have another lover. I mean, that could be devastating to hear. It would hurt your heart. But it's still getting to the core. It's still beginning to find out what you need to understand. And so rather than panicking, rather than attacking, be glad that you've actually now opened up the conversation to find out what the true problem really is. Mm -hmm. Why is that so scary for people to know what the real problem is?
3: (laughs) Oh, goodness. A lot of reasons, one of which would be fear of rejection. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's going to be a huge one. And then also, it, it's difficult to deal with with harsh feedback anyway, mm-hmm. unless and especially if you're in a relationship where there's not further security. So I would venture to say that this conversation in a relationship and in a marriage that is otherwise healthy. hmm. Is an easier conversation to have, although still difficult, if it is a marriage that's in crisis and you're dealing with this mm. intimacy issue. Mm-hmm. Because at least there's still the, you know what, our sex life isn't great, but at least I know this is still my best friend and they care about me. Mm-hmm. So those are some of the reasons. Rejection, one of the hardest parts of it. Mm-hmm. And then just what is, how is this going to affect the relationship overall?
1: Mm-hmm
3: if it doesn't go well.
1: Yeah. People seem to be afraid of the truth when they think the truth might be bad.
3: Mm -hmm. Like I
1: I know that I've been hurting, but I refuse to go to the doctor because what if it's cancer? You're still better off to go to the doctor and find it out because then you know how to deal with it. Mm -hmm. So what we're, what we're saying in around that kind of way, I guess is most people think, well, I just need to start by explaining what I feel. And we've often encouraged people to sometimes start by explaining what they feel. But if you really want the other person to understand what you're saying, you're so much better off if you can get them to tell you what they feel. Now, if you can make that kind of conversation happen, even though you won't like everything that you hear, then, then when you finally respond, speak from your heart, don't be accusatory, don't attack. Now, some people Kimberly are listening right now or watching the video of this and saying, that's impossible. That's superhuman. How can I not react?
3: Mm.
1: Can they do it without reacting negatively?
3: Yes, you can, but it takes practice. It definitely takes having the intention to do that first of all, and then second of all, actually practicing that in the re- in the conversations, interactions that you have with your spouse. Mm-hmm. Over time, you can. It's, that doesn't mean that you're going to not feel a negative emotion. Exactly. But you can really control how you exhibit those emotions in the mm-hmm. conversation.
1: And if you want honesty from the other person, you must control your reactions. Mm-hmm. Okay, It's okay to feel. But you have to control your actions because histronics, anger, yelling, all those kinds of things, accusations, whatever you want to call it, if those things occur, then you're going to deter honesty. (laughs) The person's like, I can't tell you the truth because you can't handle the truth. Mm -hmm. Well, that'd be a great line in a movie somewhere, I think. I can't tell you the truth because you can't handle the truth. Well, with that understanding, then, I'm going to share my emotions. But in this particular case, if I really want my spouse to understand me then the first thing I'm going to do is try to understand him or her, not by making my own assessments and coming to my own conclusions, but by asking in a way that actually gets him or her to talk to me. Mm -hmm. Okay, Kimberly, we have a couple of questions about this. And one of our team members will read a question for us now, and then we'll uh, give a specific answer to that. Okay.
3: Sounds good. Hey, you guys, my name is Christy, and I work on the sales team here at Marriage Helper. My role here is to guide people to the best resources to help them improve their marriages. Dr. Bean and Kimberly Holmes have asked me to read a question that was submitted by one of our listeners for today's episode. This person asks, my husband thinks he is only giving me good when really he is nasty, puts me down. It makes me feel like everything is my fault. How do I make my husband see that what he gives out, he receives back? The first thing here that I heard, I'm sure you heard as well, is when she said, how do I make my husband see that what he gives out, he receives back? The first thing is to stop giving back to him <laughs> what he gives
1: to you. Because you just reinforce that behavior this on is- his part and your part. You have yeah. set yourself in a cycle that's not going to end. Right.
3: It is a cyclical downhill cyclical downhill cycle. Yes.
1: Uh. We need to write a book with that name, (laughs) Cyclical Downhill Downhill Cycle. cycle. I'm sure it'd be a bestseller Mm -hmm. (laughs) just from that title. Mm -hmm. And so we're saying uh, it's not going to be to your benefit and it's not to your advantage and nothing's going to get better. Right. If you just keep perpetuating what's happening now. So whatever it takes within you to suck it up, to get the strength to say, even when he's nasty to me, Mm -hmm. I'm not going to be nasty to him in return. Right. I actually refer to that as I call it uh, defanging the tiger.
0: Hmm.
1: When the other person keeps attacking you and you're calm in your response to them, they first will typically escalate. Right. But then when they realize you're not going to fight, mm-hmm. they finally start de escalating. Mm-hmm. And then you can actually have common conversations. Like I said, I call that defanging the tiger by not fighting back in this particular situation. Okay. Mm-hmm. What else do we need to say to this lady about this?
3: The other thing to really think about and discover here is that there are times perhaps that your spouse either thinks that, in this case him, that he may think he's doing the right thing or maybe there's time he actually is doing the right thing. And if that is the case, then acknowledge that it's a basic psychological principle with the reinforcement theory that positive reinforcement is always going to work better. Than a negative reinforcement or reinforcement or a punishment. And so that positive reinforcement is when he does what you would like him to do, when he's sweet to you or asks you things or helps in the kitchen, whatever it is that you stop and you make sure that that is seen as appreciation. Mm
1: -hmm. I can tell right now that, uh, all this effort you're putting in and earning that PhD in psychology is working. <laughs> 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 excellent, excellent psychology there.
3: Is that my positive reinforcement to keep me going? Yes,
1: because I know it's
3: tough. <laughs> <laughs> I, he's gotten my text messages on Fridays where I say, why am I doing this again? It's so hard.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm glad I'm on the other side of mine. Yes. But we look at that and go, even if he is meaning to be nasty, etc. positive affirmations can be actually worked to your advantage. So if you say, I realize you're trying to help me understand what you think or feel, and I appreciate that. I wouldn't say, I appreciate you yelling at me. I wouldn't say, I appreciate you being nasty to me because that's just wrong. You don't want to reinforce those. But the fact that you will open up and say anything, I really appreciate that. So tell him you appreciate it. Then ask him permission to tell him how you feel. Why is it a good idea to ask permission to do that before you just launch into it?
3: Mm-hmm. At least if you've asked permission and they say yes, it is the door has been opened. So they're even if they don't necessarily like what they're going to hear, they've at least agreed to it. It just softens it. It softens the situation.
1: Yeah. But don't do it with the dreaded words, we need to talk.
3: Mm. <laughs> First of all, that's not asking anything. No, it's not.
1: And and, and men fear those words. They run in in terror. Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs)
1: But to say, I I really would like to explain to you how I feel about something, may I? Mm -hmm. That's the way to do it. But you need to pick the right environment. Don't do it when he's tied up doing something else. I mean, Mm -hmm. do it when you can have the time, the right environment, the right place, all those kinds of things. So do it that way. Mm -hmm. And then whatever you do... Don't attack him. Mm -hmm. You're nasty to me. And so because you're nasty to me is why I'm nasty to you. You're just perpetuating it. What you can say is, you know, the other day, the tone of voice you spoke to me in when you asked if dinner was ready, you may not have meant anything by it, but the tone of voice hurt me because I felt like I, that you were putting me down in some fashion. Mm -hmm. Now, Kimberly, some people are listening saying, wow, you guys make that sound easy, but do you live in a real world? I mean, counselors and therapists may talk this way, but we are real people, but real people can and should do this.
3: Yes. And real people do do this. Mm -hmm. It again goes back to what I said before. It takes the intention of it. You have to be intentional about it. And to an extent, practice that this is the response in the middle of a heated argument, in the middle of, as she said, when he's really nasty to me or he's putting me down, You might need some things that you turn to some tools like taking deep breaths or Mm -hmm. leaving the room for a couple of minutes to calm down there. You may need to have some of those in your arsenal Mm -hmm. so that you really can work on coming back, having better control of your emotions and, and having these harder conversations to get your spouse to understand how Mm -hmm. you feel.
1: And she said, he makes me feel like everything's my fault. Well, when something is your fault, Admit it. Mm -hmm. Say, you know, I can say how you feel that way. That makes sense to me. We don't suggest you take responsibility for things that are not your fault, but you try to understand the other person as best you can. So, Kimberly, we have a product called the Smart Contact Toolkit. Mm -hmm. Now, it's primarily for people who are not having any communication with their spouse. Mm -hmm. But the principles in that particular video set where you and I did, what, two and a half or three hours of videos explaining how to get the other person to talk to you— like I said, it's, it's originally designed for people whose spouses aren't talking to them. But those same principles can be very applicable, help a person in a situation like this about how do I talk to the other person in such a way where I don't get accused of everything we can actually understand. And maybe then he or she can start understanding me. Right. And they can find that by going to our website, marriagehelper.com. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. That's right. And at the top, just click courses, you can find it there. Smart contact toolkit.
1: Okay. Now we have another question here. Another one of our team members will read it for us.
0: Hey, my name is Jason. I am the lead video editor here at Marriage Helper. Uh, I am in charge of editing our weekly YouTube uh, shows, as well as all of our weekly podcasts. Uh, Dr. Beam and Kimberly Holmes have asked me to read a question uh, submitted today by one of our listeners. This person asks, how do I speak in a calm way with my wife without me getting hurt or her getting hurt? She's not willing to listen and shows no interest to hear me because of her anger.
3: One of the things that we teach at Marriage Helper, as you know, is that anger comes from pain, a violation of what you thought things should be like. And so he says here, she's unwilling to hear me. She has no interest to hear me because of her anger. So the question we ask back is, why is she hurting? Mm -hmm. Not why is she angry, but why does she hurt? Mm -hmm. And that could be a powerful first place to start because it's going to give you much more of an understanding of what could be going on than just focusing on her getting angry when you bring things up and she won't hear you.
0: Okay.
1: And so as we've talked about in previous episodes, if if he were to find the right environment. In other words, you're not pressured. You're not pushed. The mm-hmm. phone's not ringing. The television's not on the right environment where you're both comfortable with each other and you can say, I can tell that you that you feel hurt. Can you tell me about the hurt? Mm-hmm. Now, she may respond by saying, I'm not hurt at all. Okay, forgive me if I misunderstood, but I realize that something is going on here that's not good for you. Can you help me? Tell me how you, how you have been hurt. And if she will start into that conversation... Now she's the one talking. Mm-hmm. He says, "You know, she won't listen to me. Okay, then listen to her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if she won't listen to you, you listen to her." And that kind of question—if you can set it up in such a way where she feels comfortable talking to you—then you can start learning a lot. Now, mm-hmm. at the same time, understand that it's you can choose whether to be hurt by her reactions or not. Mm-hmm. She you, she's hurting me. I'm I'm sure she is hurting you by what she says. But you can choose not to react in such a way that demonstrates your own hurt. Because when you choose to react in a way that, that you're manifesting your pain, you're probably going to do it with anger or with accusation. It's okay to say, I'm hurt. It's okay to say, boy, that felt bad. But don't turn it into, we're now going to be battling this out. Mm. If you can get her to talk about her pain, uh, and and you listen without becoming defensive, then you may work this out. Now, Kimberly, that sounds awfully easy, but it's doable. It won't go as smoothly as we just described. There's always going to be a little bump in the road. But if you can do that, so the main point, I hope you heard the main point that I made just a second ago. If she's not listening to you, then the first thing to do to offset that is to make sure that you're listening to her and not just the words that she says. But asking gentle, probing questions to try to understand the hurt that's within her, which is leading to the anger that she feels. Right? Yes. In our workshop, our three-day intensive workshop, um, we have couples come in and, and most of the time one of them doesn't want to be there and doesn't want to talk to the other person in the marriage. is totally over in their mind. Yeah, we talk about things in the workshop that help people get to the point where they actually can start talking to each other again. We don't twist any arms. We don't force anything to happen. We don't push you. As a matter of fact, we treat everybody with great respect, especially the spouse that doesn't want to be there. So that he or she will not feel that we manipulated or pressured in any shape, fashion, or form. We don't do that. But by the structure of what we talk about in our three days, it's when people begin to feel comfortable enough to start talking about what they actually feel and what pain they actually feel. Now it's not therapy. It's an educational process, not a therapeutic process in the, in the direct sense of therapy, but it's amazing as to how well that can work. If you'd like to know more about that workshop and how you could potentially get your spouse to agree to come to the workshop, then we would recommend you talk to one of our client representatives. If you go to marriage helper.com, that's like marriagehelper.com, there'll be a tab up there called workshop. And if you click that, it gives you more information about the workshop, but it also gives you a way to uh, fill in some information so that one of our client representatives can contact you and and help you think this through. And that's available for you there because we have witnessed thousands of couples in the last 23 years come to that workshop and everything turn around for them. We'd love to have that opportunity to help you and you can find it on the website there. So, Kimberly, what are the takeaways from today's program?
3: The first takeaway is to seek to understand before seeking to be understood. And second that goes right along with that is if your spouse isn't listening to you, then you need to listen to your spouse. Both of those are powerful, Mm -hmm. powerful things. And then finally... Only explain your side of things or your feelings when you feel like you have adequately listened to them and that they are ready to listen to you.
2: Very
1: good. Now, we have a lot more to say about that. So we'll do another episode, the one that follows this, where we'll continue to talk about these because we have all kinds of questions Mm -hmm. in this vein. But uh, Kimberly and I will see you in the very next episode of
2: Relationship Radio. Thank you for joining us for this week's episode of Relationship Radio. Please refer to the notes in the description to learn more about any resources mentioned in this episode. Please visit our website at marriagehelper.com for more information about our online courses, marriage workshops, and coaching. We exist to help save marriages and strengthen families. We look forward to interacting with you on the next episode of Relationship Radio.